to the second holiest point in the universe as we pass the first on the way out. And uh, we're go the holiness will probably be more meaningful to you if you listen and understand what we're about to see. So I, I hope I don't wear out my welcome, but um, I'm going to be talking. Um, and it would be really in your interest if you could try to listen and absorb. Take into the marrow of your bones the immense Kedusha of what we're about to behold. This is something that a lot of Israelis don't do. People don't go to Hebron. I mean, they go, they go, but few and far between. And uh, it was, you should realize, it was the place, like it was a given that if you came, even if you sojourned in the land for an extremely short period, like the Rambam, who came in 1166, and he came, he came to Akko, came to Yerushalayim, came to Hebron, and then he, uh, and then he left, he couldn't stay. Crusaders, tough, tough period, tough time, tough times in Eretz Israel. And so he went down, but it was unthinkable. Of course, if you're going to be in Eretz Kodesh, you'd go and pay a visit to our uh, forefathers and foremothers. That went without saying. So we didn't uh, in Derek. We don't always do it, which uh, I scream about. I try. I try to. Pu I try to push it. And Baruch Hashem Zachino, we uh, we made it this year. So I feel you should feel very fortunate. Um, let me let me uh, let's let's greet our dri our bus driver Yonatan. In 1970, to throw those people a bone, they found an empty mountain next door, and they said, we could have this instead. And uh, so they took it, but they weren't satisfied. They also wanted Hebron, so uh, so you'll see Jews in both. So Kiryat Arba is the home of Yonasan, but we're passing through it on the way to Hebron. Um, you can welcome Shlomo, our Malabaneshik today. Shlomo comes from Ashtod. Ashtod is dude in the light, in the... In the uh, Language of the Arabs, uh, it was one of it was one of the Pentapolis, one of the five Philistine cities in the southwest coastal area of Eretz Yisrael. Wow! All right, so take a take a look take a look at uh, Makom Mikdash. People can tear Korea if you if you if you see the Golden Dome tipping, uh, uh, bumping up from the on the horizon, you can actually tear Korea at this place. <laughs> right. The halacha, we many of us have gone over the halacha. A few, few of you have actually torn Korea, which is the proper halacha, the proper minhag. Um, if you have not seen it in 30 days. Now the truth is, is if you are a Yushalmi, if you live in Yushalayim, the minhag is not to tear Korea at all. Rabbi Lashem says it's a given. Obviously, if you live in Yushalayim, you're a Kodesh. Who wouldn't go visit the Makom Amikdash, the place where the Holy, where the Shrine itself dwelled, dwells, uh, at least once a month, what, you'd live in the same city with your own mother? And you wouldn't go visit her? <laughs> no. How's that possible? Right, so we, it's a given, and Baruch Hashem, I think uh, most most of us here take advantage of the opportunity right down the street from us is the uh, is the holiest point in the universe. We're on, a, we're on our way to Bobby and Zadie. The Ramban. The Ramban writes in his travelogue, he came finally at near the end of his life in 1267, he reaches Eretz Yisrael, and he writes in his Beirush and the Chumash, he says, he says, we have an obligation to go visit. Got to go visit the Avos, the Mahos, the Makomos Kedoshim. Right? Jews are the custodians. We have to take care of these places. They have they have a certain um, Kedusha. You see this. You're going to see it. You're going to feel this. You see this, uh, this story is in the Gemara. 
the many, many legends. Do you know that Hebron is one of the oldest, continu uh, almost continuously ha inhabited cities in Eretz Kodesh? It predates Yerushalayim. It was the capital of the Jews before there was, uh, before Yerushalayim became the capital. Seven years, David Melech ruled in Hebron. Seven and a half years, more precisely, uh, before he conquered Yerushalayim. It's a lot of things. It was. What, what else do you know about Hebron? It's a bunch. It's a bunch of things. Yeah. Well, that's true. What are other distinctions about about the location, about the city? Oh, I don't know. Is that? Well, I was gonna say that at this, it was um, the major area um, for a tribe of Yehuda. City for Yehuda. It's a city in Yehuda. Yes. I know more modern. I think there's Hebron Yeshiva. Was in Hebron, right? Hebron Yeshiva, what's, considered, what's called Hebron Yeshiva, one of the great yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael today, was indeed in Hebron. We'll tell that story. They were there for about five years, from 20, 1924 to 1929. There was a massacre in 1929 in Hebron. We'll tell that story too. Yeah, Tarpat. Tarpat, the Jewish year of 1929. Yeah, what else do we know? What about, what about ancient biblical? There's some really obvious big things about Hebron. Oh, he's just had... What's that? What do you have, Moshe? You got it. You got it. It's not, it's not explicitly in the Chumash. The, the Chazal tell us that. It is the portal point to Gan Eden. We'll try to understand, like, what does that even mean? Portal, portal to Gan Eden. It's the first location that we hear about in the history of uh, the human race of the idea of making a pilgrimage to Kivrit Tzadikim. Who specifically in the Torah does so? That's really famous. You, you definitely know this. What? Basic Judaism. Basic Judaism. Come on. Who makes a pilgrimage for the first time that we have in recorded history uh, to go to go and daven by the Kibrit? The truth is, the truth is, the second time. There's one. The Medrash says there was an earlier example of this. But who, who's the first person to go and make a pilgrimage to the uh, to, to uh, the Abos the Mahos in Hebron? I'll give you. A, I'll give you a little hint. This is gonna give it away. Um, he's concerned about falling into bad company. Oh come on! He's concerned about following in, in the in the advice of certain of certain people that uh, he doesn't want to be influenced by. Kalev ben Yefuna. He goes with the spies, and Yeshua already got the bracha from Moshe. The Gemara and Sota reminds us, but but Kalev was concerned. Look, you hang around with a certain crowd, uh, you might fall into their uh, bad. Their bad company and their bad their bad wisdom. So he davens by the Abbas the Mahos for uh, Yeshua that he should be spared, and he was. So that's uh, that's. What does the Midrash say? Who's the first one? Oh, who's the first? Who's the first one? Yeah. So that would be that would be maybe another location we're going to go to today. Yosef at Tzadik. Yosef at Tzadik on the way down to Egypt davens by the kever of his mother Rachel. Yeah. How do you do that? I was going to say that, Rabbi. I was going to get. Then I remembered, Rabbi. So then, so then. Hebron is also is also a location. It's one of six of these. Uh, we learned this last year in the Gemara in Makos. One of six of these. <laughs> one of six of these. Ari Miklat. One of the cities of refuge. Uh, I went to I went to another one yesterday. Can you hear the voice? Shrem, Shrem, Shlichi Rotzlim and Rachel's in Hebron. What's that? Rachel's in Hebron. Oh, so Kever Rachel, where's the location? Kever Rachel, Machlokas Tanayim, where Kever Rachel is. I took the last stop we we, we made yesterday. We had a Leon Harway had a great tour yesterday. We should try to push forward for next year for uh, for us. We went to um, 
places of incredible importance. Hargrizim, we looked down in Kever Yosef, looked over at Har Eval, the first location that Am Yisrael went into when they were in Eretz Yisrael. They went for the uh, grand ceremony of reforming, reforging the covenant, covenant with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. On the first day in Eretz Kodesh, very, very dramatic, we looked out over uh, over Yosef's kever, we we reimagined, we reimagined all the events that took place in Shrem. That's Mzuman the Furanos, the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us. It's a place of terrible suffering and punishment. Dina was was uh, was uh, abused there. Yosef was sold there, and uh, and the and the and the nation split apart until today, until Mashiach comes. The ten tribes moved north and seceded from the nation there in Shrem. So it's ironic, we talked about this yesterday also, it's ironic because you think, wait, that was the first place that Avrubin was showed, Lech Lecha, and he comes there to show the first place must be the most exalted place. So it's an interesting place. We met ancient Shomron and Kutim. Oh, they're a kick. They're a kick. That's, 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 uh, it was pretty wild. Everybody's like, what? It, it was funny because some of the people were half asleep, but then we went in there and then, what, what is this? Rabbi, where are you taking me to? Uh, and uh, we saw Shiloh, the Makwa Mishkan, 369 years. So, um, so today we're going to Hebron, right? There are four. What's that? Oh, I didn't say yeah, I didn't get about Rachel. Thanks for getting me focused. So, um, see, Rachel, the Sukim themselves seem to indicate a contradiction. Um, it says that she's buried the base Lechem Hiafrasa. That's a, that's, that says that a couple times, and uh, it says it when she's buried. It says it when Yaakov reminisces, and he tells Yosef that he wants to be buried in Mars Machpelah, even though he buried Rachel in a different place. Um, in Sefer Shmuel, Shmuel instructs his uh, his men that they should uh, they should stop by by Kever Rachel that's in the Kvul Binyamin, though, in the border of Binyamin. I don't know if you're feeling it right now, but we just passed from one tribe to the next. Quite literally, as we pass across Yushalayim or Kodesh, the northern part of Yushalayim is in which, Shevet is in which tribe? The northern part, Binyamin. The southern part, where we are right now, we're currently in the south of Yushalayim? Yehuda. It's supposed to be Binyamin, Binyamin and Yehuda. And, um... Binyamin's north. We're about to pass Kevrach, she's way in the south. That's in Yehuda. And uh, the Ramban himself asks, what, what, what is Rachel being buried in Yehuda? It makes so much more sense. He should be buried in Binyamin. So we went to a place that might have been actually the real Kevrach yesterday. Uh, we really don't know. And the Ramban himself seems to contradict himself. It's a big puzzle. It's Machlokas Tanaim. Rabbi Maris in the Sifri indicates that she's in Binyamin, north of Yushalayim. So go figure. Uh, some things we don't know. Teku Tishbi Yitaritz Kushios Uvayos. Eliyahu and Abi will have to explain all this to us. What do you say, Abi? How long is the drive? How long is the drive? So um, everything being equal should be about 40, 45 minutes. Um, keep your eyes open and alert. We'll be seeing things you don't ordinarily see as we leave Yerushalayim. Who's been in Hebron before? Gewalt. Great. Who's never been before? Ooh, more hands. You should be very excited. Uh, I love coming to this part of Eretz Yisrael because it's not like other parts. We felt this yesterday, too, in the Shomron in the north. It's not so built up. It's not so developed. Reverend Greenwald had a problem yesterday with, uh, he said, all oh, these Arabs, you know? Like, it's, they're all here. They're, like, in the way. They shouldn't be here. Uh, okay, I kind of see past them. I see into the Kedusha. A lot of the terrain that you're going to see, the land itself, is uh, not so different than what our Avos Imahos would have seen. <laughs> this route that we're going on, is the root of the Avos. They call it Derecha Avos. That 
hill right there is where they discovered Mahal uh, Haim, Max just saw this yesterday in the Israel Museum. That's where they discovered the oldest fragment of the Torah that we know about. That we that we know that we know about. Um, it's called the Birkas Kohanim. It's a tiny little copper thing, and uh, that's that on that hill right there. Which means that this is and it, there are a lot of treasures they found right here. This is a major thoroughfare, major cross crossroads. This is probably where they were where the uh, where they passed with the story the Pilegish Megiva. Where the, where, the, where the Levite came with his Pelegish and they stopped and they looked into the city, the Canaanite city of Yavus, that was Yerushalayim previously, on the way north. So everybody passed here. So we're, that's more or less our route. There's a little bit of, uh, they had to reroute some of the roads because of the uh, violence and the danger in the last few decades. So we'll be taking a couple of uh, bypass roads, but mostly traveling the ancient Derech Ha'avos, which kind of makes sense. We talked about this before. Most of Eretz Yisrael, the main holy part, is one central mountain range. And if you're traveling the mountain range, the most logical place to travel is called the Kav Parsha Samayim, the watershed line, which is the spine of the mountain. From either side, it goes down, it, it, it swoops down into valleys and peaks, so that's kind of inconvenient if you're traveling on a road. It's like a nice straight line. That's how we're traveling right now. The name of this street, we're on right now, anybody know the name of the street, modern, modern Jerusalem? Called Derech Hebron. Wow. Um, anybody know the name of Jaffa Gate in Arabic? <laughs> I don't know. They don't announce it on the train. They don't announce it on the train that it's not in your vocabulary, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, they call it Bab El Khalil. Bab is gate. El Khalil to the friend. Who's the friend? For alternate, who's 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 the one that everybody, the beloved friend that everybody loves throughout all of history? Oh, Ibrahim, as the Arabs would call him. Ibrahim, Abram Avinu. It's the gate, and it's true, it's the gate that from there you descend on the main road, and this is an extension of that road, and goes right down straight line to Hebron, Eric Oldish. In the reverse direction, who'd be walking up from Hebron towards Yerushalayim once upon a time? Parshas Vayera. Abram Avinu, holding the hands of his, of his, of his son Yitzchak on the way to Akedah, retracing, right, going exact reverse direction as we're going right now. Everybody passed this way. Yesterday, we were, when, we were, uh, when we were going... Right? Tuma, Tahara, these are major issues. These are the big issues. Everybody's got to, before you come to Yerushalayim, you got to get pure. got to go to the mikvah. They, they, they found hundreds of ancient mikvahs along this entire route. Of course, Am Yisrael, it's all about purity. We're all trying, we're all, we're all coming to be uh, pure. That's why, uh, that's why we read a couple weeks ago Parshish Para, Paraduma, so we can get purified in time for the festival. We've got Korban Pesach coming up. Yeah, Aviv? Can we can we definitively say this is the place? I'm gonna wait on that question till we get there to actually looking at the Maras Machpelah to address that. You know that's like a big deal, and I, I try to I, I focus on that because um, it's important to understand what we're looking at. And is is this real? I'll give you just a short answer. I'll have to defend myself later, but my short punchline answer is it's about as persuasive as anything we have. Yushalayim is Yushalayim. All eyes, of, all eyes of the world have been on Yerushalayim from time immemorial. Hebron is the same. Hebron has been continuously inhabited, not always, not always by Jews. But if Jews couldn't live there, they looked longingly at it. They, 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 they yearned to come back to it. And so it's not easy to just kind of like mixed up and mixed, you know, where's the location? People know where Hebron is. Hebron near Akotish. Now, Mars Machpel is that the place? The way I like to put it is, I think I think it's an extremely compelling argument that it's the place, and I'll fill that in later on. 
four holy cities in our tradition? Come on, you know this. Body Park, Williamsburg. The Mukubalim. I had never found a source for this, but everybody knows this, and it's kind of a cute idea. Uh, maybe it's true. Maybe there's a legitimate source, but it's a cute idea. There are four elements that make up the universe. Yeah, wind, water, fire. Yeah, and what, how do they correspond? To the four nations. No, 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 to the four holy cities. Fire is Yushalayim. Fire is how so? Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh come on. Hafkanot. 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 Very good. Very good. No, because your learning is lit. No, no, no. Not that either. Oh, Rabbi. Oh, your jokes are fire, Rabbi. Hey. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, do you also start talking like this after a while? No, you're very good. Uh... Come on, Yerushalayim is fire because it was destroyed by fire, and the Chazal tell us that it'll be rebuilt by fire miraculously. It's also it's also the fire of Torah, Aish, Hatoyra. Uh, what do we? What, what's 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 Tiberia? Water. is on the water, not just because of the Kinneret, but because water is also Nimshal, also also likened to Torah. And great Torah, the Yerushalmi, the Masifta Alayam was it was all in Tiberia. It was the center of Am Yisrael for over a millennium. That was where everybody, if you came there to Israel, that was the place to go. It's where they maintained the Masorah for the, uh, what they call the Masoretic text. text. The main Sefer Torah was uh, held by the Holy Jews of Tiberia. Tzfas, to visit Bezras Hashem. Yeah, give me the Hebrew for that. Avir? Avir is the wrong phrase, even though you got the right idea. Ruach. Because we talk about Ruchnius, right? Svas is a place of, of, of immense, immense Ruchnius, spirituality, mysticism. And we're left with Hebron Erekodesh. It's so dusty. It's <laughs> so what? Dusty. Dusty. Hebron. Emes. Earth. At the earthiness, right? And indeed, the Gemara Sota reinforces that. It tells us that it's the, of all the beautiful land, and Eretz Israel is exceedingly beautiful, far more beautiful than, than uh, every place in the world. In fact, it contrasts uh, the second most beautiful place in the world, which was a place of all places, we'll be leaving there in another week or so, uh, in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim had a place called Soan, which was gorgeous, apparently. Chazal tell us that. Beautiful place. And learned from the Pesukim, they derived that the lowliest place in Eretz Yisrael was seven times more beautiful than Soan the Mitzrayim, and the most beautiful place in Chutzlaretz. And that place was Hebron. Hebron is described as the lowest place in beauty, in earthiness, in Eretz Israel. What? Did you hear? Hebron is the lowest place in beauty. Rocky soil that's untillable, unarable. What's the deal? What's the pshat? So Hebron's a place of immense simplicity. It's earth. It's the low places. But but in that, it's apparently seven times more beautiful. Than, uh, than, than than anywhere else you go in the world. People don't always get that. They say, oh, how could you live in Eretz Yisrael? And so I gotta give up all my addictions, all my all my all the things that I love. Yeah, you have to you have to be able to, to recognize the beauty here, to see through the uh, the exterior to find the inner beauty. It's all here, and the exterior is pretty gorgeous too. Emmet. You know how to see it. So. Ah. Oh, that's good. Those tall buildings. is the earth. It's the first piece of real estate purchased by a Jew in the world. Purchase it. Avraham. Avraham Avinu. Ibrahim, how much? How much do you pay? Arba meil shekel kesef over the socher. Right, he purchases it fair and square from uh, from uh, from. Right, who does he buy it from? Ephron. Gets it from Ephron. You got it, Remy. He gets it. He gets it from Ephron. Afar. 
why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I, I, I'm telling you if, you, if you get all this, when we get there, it's so much more meaningful. Like you put all these pieces together, you have a, you have a, you have a whole big picture in your mind of what Hebron has meant to you over the, over the generations. Uh, it's powerful. I took my seven-year-olds as a surprise trip. We went, we'd have Nates, we left, we, uh, my seven-year-old twins when they were seven. Now they're, now they're in their 20s. But, uh, but I took them without telling them where we're going. And American kids trade, I don't know what you trade anymore. They used to trade baseball cards. What do people trade now? Do they trade anything? <coughs> what? Poker Still chips. Do? Poker chips, okay. Okay, so uh, my kids, I don't see this so much anymore, but my kids used to trade Makomos Kudoshin cards. Pictures of, of places. So have this Makomos Kadoshim. No, you have this. The Gedolim cards also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Makomos Kadoshim cards. So they they had all these cards. So they knew all the pictures. They got off the bus, and then they looked up, and they saw the building of the Mars Machpelah, and their jaws dropped open. They were just stunned. Rabbi, what's this on the side of the road? What are we seeing over here? He's saying these are these are not so These are Arab buildings. This is an area that's actually in dispute. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Jews want to take over this area. The Arabs, this is all contested area. We're uh, right over there is a place called Ramat Rachel, which saw a terrible battle in the War of Independence. Archoma over, over there, a Jewish, a Jewish uh, community just south of Yerushalayim. Um, you'll see that we're, we're moving into Gush Etzion area, and a whole region south of Yerushalayim. In the distance, you make it out at one point, there's a mountain that's almost perfectly circular. Uh, it's an artificially built mountain by Herod, called after the man himself, Herodion, Herod the Russia. And that's, uh, that's, that's visible at one point. Let me see. Oh, you can see it. Yeah, there, there it is. It's a, it's a mountain with a flat top. With a flat top. That's Herodion. Herodion. Another place. That, who's been to Herodion? Worth visiting. Worth visiting. Had uh, lots, lots, lots to uh, understand about that place. Um, in the in the further distance is the Judean Desert, and down by the Dead Sea, Masada and Gedi. Um, we're walking distance on this road. We're going to be we're going to be turning right soon. But if we were to go straight on this road, this is the ancient Route 60, the ancient Der Chavron. And uh, when I lived in Efrat, when I was a student, I was I was uh, learning still in uh, in the early 90s. So there was no bypass road. We're about to take the bypass road. You just went straight on the old road, and you passed through Beit Lechem. And you pass by the uh, refugee camps that still stand. We'll, we'll pass one of the refugee camps, the Haitia. And uh, very, very sad stories, those refugee camps. Well, I'll, I'll mention what that's about. But straight ahead is, 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 the, uh, is the other possible Keber Rachel, the one that's more familiar that many people have gone to. We make we Bez Hashem, hope to go to get hope to go to get today. We'll do that at the end. I think it's compelling. The other place we went to, maybe maybe we'll have a chance to go another time. But um, in north of Yerushalayim, exactly, in a, in a, a you can see it from a uh, Jewish community called Adam. It's half secular, half religious. Um, from one point, you get off and you see five. They call them megalithic stones that the Arabs called Kuber. Pay attention, you'll see. The the place is is, is just covered with lush vineyards the whole way down. Rabbi. Yes, you. Yes, Hill. What is prosaic? Uh, 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 sorry. <laughs> Mundane, ordinary. That's what they were. The displaced person camps. And then the governments of Jordan, of Lebanon, of Egypt, intentionally kept those Arabs, those refugees, in the camps uh, as a political ploy 
blaming the new uh, Israelis, the new um, country of Israel, for this crisis, for this uh, terrible humanitarian situation that the, the, the EU had created an entire division to assist them and blame the Israelis. Now, it's true the Israelis formed a country, and you're either for that or against it, but um, it was not inevitable that there had to be a, uh, at refugee camps. The countries could have easily integrated them and given them decent lives, but they were never given good lives. In fact, when some people tried to leave the, these uh, refugee camps, some of the Arabs um, would be assassinated as collaborators with Israel. Why are you leaving your life of squalor and poverty and um, no hope and no perspectives? Only to so so. Um, this is an ongoing issue, and politically, it's an issue. Whatever, whatever's going to happen, you know, Mashiach's going to come and save us all. But in terms of the immediate geopolitical reality, it's a mess. Because uh, the uh, one of one of the things that the world is calling on the state of Israel to do is to take care of these refugees, re, re uh, place them, place them back in their uh, earlier homes. mainly young Holocaust refugees, survivors, and they built up four kibbutzim, most of them, uh, three of them religious, one not, and we're going to pass in the area of the kibbutzim, and the day that they declared independence on Hayyar, May 14th, was the same day after a long, drawn-out, terrible struggle of a terrible tragedy of a massacre of the four kibbutzim in, in Gush Etzion that uh, became symbolic for a lot of uh, that. This and other other terrible tragedies that Jews have suffered in the modern day, but this one, this one was very hard, very hard to, uh, to, to relive. Yeah, there's the, there's the old, if you go there, I don't think we'll go there today. If you go there, they have the Alona Boded, the uh, the lone oak tree, which was visible from lots of places within Eretz Israel, uh, the, the, the part of Israel that the Jews had after this after uh, the '48 war, and including my hometown of Telstone, of Kiryat Arim. You can actually, from one point, it's a high high mountain. You can actually see the Alona Boded from a distance, the oak the oak tree. And survivors, the wives and the children, mostly of the massacre, uh, would go and look longingly at the at the oak tree and wondering when they could return home. In '67, this area was conquered together with much of the much of the good uh, parts of Eretz Israel were conquered uh, in the Six Day War, mostly from Jordan, and uh, and they reclaimed it. And among and among the people who came back to rebuild Gush Etzion were uh, children of the survivors of the of the children of the massacre, and uh, they built Kibbutz Kfar Etzion. And, uh, and, and developed develop this whole area. This is the location in more recent days that was uh, a lot of terrible uh, terrorist attacks. Um, the one that's very, very well known because the government milked it was the, uh, the, the, the murder of the three boys. Uh, we, may, we may come to the park later on that's dedicated to their memory. There was a yeshiva student named Ezra Schwartz, I think it was in Bracious. And he was murdered. We'll be passing the intersection where 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 uh, where, uh, where he was murdered. And um, okay, so Jews have known a lot of tragedy in this area. Elephant. And in attacking an elephant, Elazar died a terribly grisly death. The elephant fell on him, and uh, and it, it, the town is named for him. What's Helium? The Intersection uh, right up here is with um, is is towards Alon Shvu. You can kind of see Der Ha'ava where you were. It was there. You went there for zip lining yesterday, over over by um, Eretz Ayalim, and the, the yeshiva Gush Etzion yeshiva is also in this area. 
interesting yeshiva, the um, Rosh Yeshiva, both within the last decade or so, decade or so, they both passed away. Rav Yudah Mital and Rav Aaron Lichtenstein, both iconic figures in the um, in the Datilumi world, or at least two of them you should get. One is the home of our beloved driver, Curious Arba. Chevron, we know, it's called Mamre, and elsewhere it's referred to as Eshkol. Four names. The Kli Yakar, Rav Ephraim Lunschitz, who lived buried in Prague, but he lived in different places around Poland and, uh, and, and Central Europe. Um, the Kliakar, if you're looking for a good Tavar Torah, chances are you'll find it in the Kliakar, uh, anywhere in Chumash. So he has, he, has a, he has a fantastic piece in Parshas Chayisara. He describes the four names, and he says that they're all references, since Hebron is very much, it's the portal, as Moshe said before, of uh, Tagan Eden. It's the portal between this world and the next world. So too, Hebron represents very much the crossroads between life and death. And he said there are four different kinds of ways a person can die. And they're characterized by the four names of Hebron. So a person, like sadly many people, who come into this world, pure neshamas, all of them, but through their yitzhar, through their uh, through their sins, they often sully their, their, their neshama, rebelling against their maker, against the creator. One of the words for rebel is uh, mumar or mamre, like a zakin mamre. And so that's one way to go, is to be somebody who simply turned your back on the Kaddish Baruch in rebellion. Uh, a common way of going is somebody who's not a rebel, not a bad guy, believes in Hashem, but not particularly distinguished either. And the ordinary way that a person, uh, when, the, when a person such as this leaves the world, um, the response to such things is that they leave their loved ones in bereavement. As Yaakov says, uh, that he'll be bereaved, Eshkol, uh, he'll be shakul, he'll be, he'll be bereaved if he loses his sons. So the Lashon of shakul is the idea that you're, you're, you're feeling an immense personal loss. And that's what most people, when they die, that's what they leave in their wake. But there are other kinds of deaths that are signified by the more elevated terms. Uh, in, in, Kabbalistic, in Kabbalistic terms, the body is defined as a, a little village, a little city. And the city itself is composed of uh, this city. It takes together the four elements that we just described of the universe, earth, wind, fire, and water, and uh, brings them together in a special cocktail that's called life. And miraculously, somehow we're talking and thinking and breathing and, uh, and, and feeling, and that's the human being. And so when all these elements are together, it's a kiryat, uh, an assembled city. And at, at death, the, uh, these separate, these decomposed. The neshama leaves the goof, and the body de decomposes. But the symbol of kiryat arba is when, is when a person more naturally dies. That's a more elevated form of death. And the highest form of death is the kliyakar. He says that's when that's when a tzaddik dies, and there's simply no resistance. We just over Shabbos were talking about such concepts with being people who are very attached to the world, people who are who are so spiritual that this world is just we're just passing through. Uh, my favorite metaphor is in the Gemara and Brachos. Those who are attached to the world, when they die, it's like pulling pulling thorns out of wool where there's immense resistance. No, I don't want to leave this place, right? And it's Sadiq who dies when his neshama leaves his goof. It's like milk from hair from milk. a strand of hair being, being uh, very gently removed from the glass of milk. No resistance. 
So when a tzaddik dies, they die by what Chazal called a nishika, by the divine kiss. And that's Hebron. Hebron is a chibor, it's a connection with the divine, with the Kaddish Baruch All the Avos, all the Imahos, all the great tzaddikim died this way. And Hebron potentially represents this this lofty level of somebody who attains such spirituality that they uh, that they that they emerge from this world without hang, hanging on to the thorns uh, by by uh, connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Um, so compared to Israel, you heard the idea that uh, every four almost that you walk, every new four almost that you walk, is another mitzvah. Going into new parts of Eretz Israel, it's an idea that all the tour guides will tell you based on a Magen Abraham who quotes the uh, Knesset Israel, who in his honesty says that he thought he remembered seeing that idea in the Shilta Giborim. And if you look at the Shilta Giborim, he doesn't say that. So the tour guides were lying, it turns out. Uh, you don't get any extra mitzvah if you walk an extra Daladamos, but it feels good. Uh, but you are, what, what, what uh, the Kisulti Burian actually said was that visiting Eretz Yisrael, that's no big deal. That's not, that's, that doesn't get you, that does, that, that's not a mitzvah. He says, live here, keep mitzvahs here, ah, Taka, now you're talking. That's that's a big deal. But uh, but it does say, in Mark Subos, the Kol HaHolech Daladamos Eretz Yisrael, Muftach Lo Shuben Olam Haba. He's guaranteed to get to Olam Haba. So uh, those of us who cling to Olam Haba, to, uh, to the Torah and its mitzvahs, to our Avos HaKadoshim that we're about to visit, uh, get a taste of that.